This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Every couple of months, we're always thrilled to be joined by community artist Clover Thursday to learn about experiences and opportunities for artists across the country. And Clover's here today to talk about art in the park events and how they benefit local artists across Canadian cities. Hey, good morning, Clover. Great to chat with you once again. Oh, we just need to bring up uh, Clover's mic there. Clover, give me give me a hello one more time there. Hello, hello. Hey, we got Clover. Fantastic. Hey, uh, Clover, when I say the term art in the park, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, but give me a sense of why they're so important and how they work for artists. Well, you know, that's the kind of beauty of them. They're simple. They're an idea of just like finding a public and accessible space and actually like um, either leading or participating in sort of a creative endeavor. And, you know, that can include other artists or people who are just curious and want to kind of create something together. Um, And um, any of those opportunities to connect with people in the community, I think, is always important for artists. Who are some of the driving forces involved in organizing these kinds of events? I would say like lots of really great like arts um, organizations like here locally we have um, Hamilton Artists Inc. Uh, Toronto has um, Ham- uh, oh, not Hamilton <laughs> Toronto um, Arts Council um, and tons of other smaller organizations and local governments often um, have uh, some attachment to it just from their arts and culture sort of sectors. So these are kind of the main like when you think of arts and parks with a bigger like lens, but I've seen even just local artists or local collectives make some really great events. So you used the word collaboration before Clover. And and I'm curious about how these events might play out as a collaborative effort. I know when you put artists together, oftentimes collaboration will just happen, but does this have a collaborative, maybe performative creative element, or is it more just a shared space for people to show off their wares? it can be either or but there's definitely like an opportunity for collaboration you know you're in a space um you can be working on just depending on the intention of you know the organizers it can it can be almost solely collaborative coming together and kind of working on a big project you know that might be shared in the community or it's a place where you can come and work on something that you're working on and have that feedback and have that back and forth and you know hopefully be able to make those connections that carry on beyond you know that wonderful afternoon in the park. <laughs> Clover, so many <laughs> times we might think of art as being in a gallery or a museum, right? More of that stodgy environment. Why do you, th- sorry, I, I don't mean, I don't, I don't mean to be judgy about the museums and the art galleries out there. Yeah, I know some of them aren't that stodgy. <laughs> I know some of them aren't that stodgy. I just, I just carry myself uh, uncomfortably in them. Um, yeah, <laughs> Clover, why, why do you think the great outdoors lends itself? to great art and creation of art and showcasing of art? I think it's that energy. Like, I think being outdoor is, for most people, a very inspiring place to be, especially, you know, the few times in Canada we have really nice weather, you know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the like two months. Um, but um, it's always a really nice place to kind of be with the sights and the sounds and the different sensations. And also, I think because it, it is like a low barrier of entry, usually these arts in the park events are, you know, in in public parks. You know, all, all there is to kind of the barrier of entry is, you know, to get there. And thankfully, with some city planning, it's not too difficult to get to some of the larger parks. So. Yeah, I think about an experience I had in New Orleans, Louisiana, a couple of years ago, where you can just walk down the street and it's set up in a way to let artists show off their work outdoors, no matter where you are, whether it be sort of just off Bourbon Street or off in the Burbs, that, that outdoor community art is something that is a driving part of the society. And I think that that's what it comes down to. It comes down to a little bit of civic planning that, that, can, that can then expose people to art in a, in a, in a sort of a, a free or complex complimentary or easy way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's the thing with arts and accessibility. Like the more people engage with it, the more people find importance and value in it and the more we flourish, right? So. Mm-hmm. What's been your personal expense, uh, experience at some of these events been like? They have been really fun. Like they've definitely been like a fun, like social kind of a networking opportunity for me, but also like um, with even some of the smallest ones I've been in where it's like small little collectors that collectives having a little art jam or something and you're really connecting with people and sharing stories like and it kind of can branch out into later projects like it turned into a bit of a zine club when we kind of first all got together um, some artists an artist local artists ran just like a little hangout and whatnot and it was really it was really powerful to be able to hang out and like share stories while we were working and be creative together so I have a really positive experience with um, with arts in the parks and whatnot. And it's kind of folded into my practice as a community artist, because, mm. you know, um, setting up these spaces for people to and mainly children nowadays um, to kind of engage with arts is has been kind of a practice of mine recently. So, Which is, again, a great way to make sure we're reaching out and connecting people to art, which is so, so good. Clover, you mentioned the barrier to entry for some of these art in the park can actually be quite lower. It can be a little bit more straightforward to put together. Do you have any tips for someone who might be watching or listening this morning who says, man, I know a bunch, I know a bunch of artists. I have some interesting arts. Do you have any tips on what they might do or how they might go about planning an arts in the park? Yeah, definitely. I think, again, like the first step is like, yeah, finding those artists or people who are interested in wanting to connect, but also location. Um, it's I think that's probably, I would want to say the hardest part about it, air quotations, just to find, okay, where is a place where we can set up, where, you know, people can get to, where, you know, maybe there's some shade, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, just those little things to consider, Um, but also kind of setting your intention for your sort of arts in the park event. Is it something that's like completely chill, bring your own stuff, work on some stuff? Is it more like a project that you kind of want to put together? Um, Or is it, um, you know, there's different kinds of things. Is it a zine club or story sharing thing? Is it, um, uh, you know, it's kind of like, what do you kind of want to kind of get out of it as well? And, you know, what, what, how can people prepare to, you know, participate? Clover, you used the term on us twice there. So I need a definition (laughs) on the way out here. Zine club. What's a zine club? Zine clubs are great. Um, It's such like a, it's such like an old term, apparently. I don't know if I'm showing my age, but (laughs) it's the idea of creating like self-published stories um, as simple as like folding up paper, um, you know, uh, and just like 
you know, writing something out or drawing something out and just having that self-publishing kind of feeling um, apparently came out from those back in the days, those punk rock show days. Yeah. Where, yeah. See, here, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I'm also, I'm also <laughs> aging rapidly. Someone pointed out to me last week that I'm almost middle-aged and I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I, but still young at heart, Clover. Still young at heart. Hey, Clover, we got a scoot, but thank you for this. We always appreciate catching up. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.